0: Unleash your inner wizard on this Tandy classic, on the most epic edition yet of The Coco Show. Hi everybody, welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about wizards. Oh man, I love it. You know, Aaron, there's a wizard of Oz. Yeah. There's a wizard of war. Yeah. What are you the wizard of?
1: Uh, I'm the wizard of eating. I would say it would be there. The wizard. I'm the wizard of wasting time. I'm the wizard of pointless minutia. That's, that's what I'm the wizard of. You're not selling yourself here. So I'll give you an example. I'm looking at this logo right here. It's a perfect mm-hmm. example of the pointless minutia. This is a stupid thing that I stole somewhere, recolored, and touched up, right? The amount of time this took a dummy is ludicrous and no one on the radio will hear even know it and the people in the watching at home won't care but that's the kind, that's so I'm the I'm
0: the wizard of that pointless minutia what about you well i uh, i think that i'm the i'm the wizard of um boy i don't know it's I tough mean, when you think about magical mystical powers i mean i'd say i'm the wizard of puppetry <laughs> that is up for I debate mean... <laughs> Oh, I wish
1: I had the puppet here right now. You're the wizard of, of uh, school, of kid wrangling. Yeah. I think that's a good The Wizard way. of
0: wrangling is alliterative. You know? Also, so like
1: the wizard of fundraising. Mm-hmm. That's another yeah. one. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff there. To, you're the wizard of, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what, when you have someone else do all the work for you, like a you wizard said of there, delegation.
0: That's right. I yeah. will say that. When I gave that kid five bucks to buy me a Kona shaved ice today. You gave a kid thought, a fiber to get you a $1 item? I, no, I let him keep the change. Oh, it, I it, see. It was a $4 item. I see. I was just thinking
1: like you in like the yard, mm-hmm. when one like a well, those reclining chairs, the little umbrella, drinking like a cold one, what eeps out there with a non- Powered old school lawnmower, the one that just roll, you know, and she sweats
0: pouring you down her. To, you forgot to mention the fact that I'm wearing my seersucker suit. <laughs> that's
1: too. right, seersucker suit, of and I'm worn, oh, oh. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about right there. You're the wizard of whatever that
0: is, boat. I love it. Let's talk about wizards, then.
1: <laughs> this one, boat. This is a wacky one. I, did you ever try this one out before this week?
0: Never, never.
1: You know, the funny thing about this game is I didn't, when we when it got picked, I was like, what the heck's this? But I did try this on stream one time. I think it might have been during my Tom Mix uh, stream, if you'll recall. Uh, and we'll get into this, but uh, the game, of course the game is Wizards Den. Uh, it was offered by a guy named Matt Harper. Now, Boat actually schooled me on this guy because I couldn't find anything on Matt Harper.
0: I couldn't find any of the games that he worked on. And then you told me what, Boat? Well, I was uh, looking at the uh, playthrough of this game, and I was scrolling through the comments, and he actually commented on the video because somebody said that it looks like that he that this game reused assets from Time Bandit. And, uh, and and Mark actually chimed in, and he says, "No, this game is all original assets. He wrote it when he was in high school, and just submitted it to Tom Mix for publication." I see. So this wasn't a contest or anything. He just he just put it out. there. Yeah, he just wrote it as a
1: lark. Well, it's a shame he did no other Cocoa yeah. job because this is a pretty uh, uh, incredible effort. Now we talked about Tom Mix a lot. Some people have this, and I, I'm guessing because there there's no there's no cover or box. For this game, it's a Tom Mix special. You got the manual, and you it probably had a bag with a disc. This was disc only. Uh, in the manual, it says that this was published by Novasoft, and also El Curtis has it on his site. But in the game, it mentions Tom Mix. It's right. written there. So, and and Novasoft was a... Uh, that's a best publishing arm of it's, Tom a, it's Mix. It's
0: amazing to me that Tom Mix was big enough to have subsidiaries. <laughs> like, I mean, who's kidding who, Tom it is Mix? Th-
1: listen, Tom Mix was the big king dog of, of the coca. Like
0: being the world's tallest midget.
1: This was released in 87, and this was, gonna, again, this was floppy only. This was going to set you back twenty two ninety five, dollars which I
0: think was the normal price back, maybe even a little cheaper. Then a lot well, they of stuff. they vary the depending on. Course, right. This is 1987, so maybe the Cocoa, could. They, the software was cheaper.
1: Well, and I'll, I will say that uh, um, disc only was pretty rare, so I assume it was a pretty large uh, game. I would mm-hmm. guess uh, this will work on. According to the manual, this will work on a Cocoa one, two, or three with 64K. You have to have a disc, and this will work with joystick or keyboard. Yeah, which hey you got
0: to give the kid credit. When he wrote this, he covered all the bases. And here's the best thing about this. It works on joystick or keyboard, but if you choose the joystick option, yes. you can use the keyboard for anything else you want. And if you've got two joysticks, you can use the other joystick button as your
1: spellcasting button. It's fantastic.
0: Listen, that's the way you do it. We've mm-hmm. talked about this before. Why every game doesn't do this is a mystery, because it's not much out of to the code, and it gives you ultimate flexibility as a player. Every game should support the keyboard. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Because a lot of people didn't like the code. No good
1: joysticks anyway, and right. I like did not have them. So right.
0: there you go. Now, Aaron, would you like for me to read to you from the manual the description of what's going on? Go in go game? in get into a book. Okay. Both. The object of the game is to recover the gem of Damocles stolen by the evil wizard that was he had the sword but not the gem. that's right that's right so it's believed to be hidden in the wizard's den obviously yeah what do you think the wizard's den looks like recliner I've been in there i've boxing. been in it it was in sears remember that's the old oh, arcade yeah, yeah, yeah. So i've been in there it looks great yeah they got a hunchback olympics in there but oh. and a zookeeper <laughs> man <laughs> yeah lead me there now <laughs> to recover the gem, you must dare to fight your way through eight huge levels of mazes and dangers Beware. Not everything is as it seems. The wizard's magic is strong, and he can make you see things that don't exist and not see things that do exist. Yeah. That's weird. Think clearly and don't stray from the path, for if you do, it's certain death.
1: Oh, you'll be straying from the path. That's what the, for what <laughs> there, there is, is no, no path. path. Yeah. So you're going to be straying for sure. So what is this game? Well, when it, when it hones into view, when you look at it, it's a game where you control a guy with a sword, mm-hmm. and you walk around a, a omnidirectional map. Basically, it's an overhead view. I mean, what would you? I'm trying to think if you're if you've played Time Bands, I can see why they would say that. But this game is a lot larger in terms of this real is real estate. Uh, listen, than time I'm going to go there.
0: This is this is very similar to walking around the over the overworld of a game like The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it sort of is. It it, was a little gauntlet thrown in there. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, gauntlet gauntlet is different. Gauntlet is different because you are constantly assaulted by bad guys. This game is not like that. It's much more Zelda-like. So, as I
1: mentioned, this has four-way scrolling, which that itself is fairly unusual Mm -hmm. on the the Coco. This thing has eight levels. Eight! I only saw three of them, uh and the levels that i
0: saw were huge yeah they're huge so the the, you start out in the dark woods and then you go inside the temple from the temple you go into caverns and then it's time for the wizard's maze i guarantee you not many people made out of level four then you go into the deep caverns the marble caves the lost keep and then finally the wizard's den man that's a long game you know what irritates me is most games if you if you're not
1: good enough you can just hop on on youtube Look at them. Not this one. There was exactly one video of this. I wish I'd recorded my game because I got longer than the video. But there, so I don't have, I'm not sure how many people have seen the last four, three or four levels. I'd of this love game. to see it. I would too. So, of course, this game is in the Tandy tradition. It's sort of got like, I would say, a cross between CGA and. I don't know. It's very drama. Apple II It is. It, it, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. Almost some of it reminds me a little bit of something like Wolfenstein or something. Yeah, the, the artifacting colors. But I will say uh, that your that your character controls quite well. Mm-hmm. He only goes up, down, left, and right. There, there are no diagonals. And you and whenever you hit your button, he shoots. He shoots. So he's got the sword. But he shoots. Uh, he shoots something that kills stuff. And you can
0: upgrade your ability to shoot. Uh, as you go, because there's all sorts of stuff you can pick up. In this right, airboat. so you can pick up a food jar. And all of these things give you an ability, plus it increases your score. So yeah. there's a, this is a, a high score game. Uh, so that that in itself gives you some replayability. Because even if you can get all the way to the wizard's den, you can always try and replay the game for a higher score. Right on, yeah. You get the the ring, gives you extra shot power uh, for firing your, your projectile. Got to have some wine in there, yeah. okay? You drink the wine, you regain health, just like real life. That's exactly... That's why I'm so healthy, folks. <laughs> you got the potion. The potion gives you plus one magic power. Uh, if you get the sword power up, it allows you to have an extra shot on the screen, so you can get two shots on the screen, and then finally... If you manage to collect the gem of Damocles, you win the game and get a bonus score of five million points. Yeah, just to give you some uh, just to give you some context, if you get the ring, that's only five. Uh, the rest of the items are only a thousand or five hundred points. Yeah,
1: so I mean, obviously, you're, you also beat the game right. on so top of everything else. Now, the game at the top. This is a game that actually has a um, an area for information that doesn't suck. it's, yes. it's actually good. It, it tells you your status the status itself
0: is hilarious it's got a long list of different status so the status goes all the way from uh, you know when you're walking around and say you're in great shape and you, know, you kind of start out in great shape then you can but you can rapidly deteriorate through bruised badly hurt near death and dead yeah that's right when you're dead you get your own status update however <laughs> if you manage to increase your 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 uh your your health You can get up to powerful. If you manage to increase your health up to over 20,000, which I have no idea how you do that. (laughs) A lot of wine. You attain godlike status. That's a lot of wine. That's a lot of wine
1: (laughs) right there. And so this is, the status is literally written at the top, and it Mm -hmm. changes. It's kind of neat. Yeah. It's almost like a DM telling you what's going on. It's very good. Then there's a gimmick that under... Your status that just clicks. It's these two arrows mm-hmm. that click back and forth continuously,
0: making this. T- it's like a little desk toy. It gives you something to look at as you're playing the
1: game. I, th- the, I can't. I mean, there's a it will print a status message there when you need one, like mm-hmm. if you picked up a ring or drink mm-hmm. a potion. But I mean, for the most part, it just makes a noise and the arrows go back yeah. and forth. But it's I like it. It gets something. It makes some noise. Yeah. And then to the right of that, you've got your score, the health in terms of number, your numerical health. Which it sort of makes the status pointless, but what the
0: heck, you know? And then you also—well, sometimes have... it's good to be, be able to see the glance yeah. how you're doing.
1: Then you've got the, the uh, your shot power, and it'll also the shot power alternates with the amount of potions you've got. Uh, so you've got a, you know what you're going up against in terms of uh, how much your score is and how much your health is. Now, I'm going to talk about the game itself. So you walk around, on the first level. You're in sort of like a courtyard of, a, of like a castle or a keep. And you're and you're going around this courtyard de- defeating monsters. Now there's a uh, there's a different there's a level of different monsters that go into each upper you know level. The higher you go, the more difficult the monster. Do you have a list
0: of monsters? Boat, on this, I do, I do. There are, there's trolls, spooks, squids, Scully, Pith, Balrog, and Froggy. Yeah, and Balrogs
1: are super duper tough. Yeah. I know that. You won't see too many tough things on the first of all you won't
0: see any tough stuff and most of the time you can kill these things with say four or five shots well and the way they work is there there's actually statistics baked into the game uh, so you have shot power at the beginning of the game which essentially gives you uh, it would it gives you like your shot power is how many hits it takes to take off one hit point. Right. Okay? So if your shot power is one and the spook is two, you got to hit the spook twice. The squid, which you see a lot of squids early on in the yes, game. you do. They have ten hit points. So if your shot power is two, it's going to take five hits a piece. Uh, so uh, you really increasing your shot power is very, very important in this game because by the time you get to these tougher monsters like the Scully, that's fifty hit points. The Balrog, two hundred and fifty five. Yeah. Not only that. The damage caused by these things is massive. So the spook is only forty-one. The squid is hundred. Each hit takes away a hundred of your life. Now you've got tons of life, so it's it's not huge. But the balrog is swinging for two fifty-five the whole time. I wonder if that that two fifty-five is some sort of a binary thing. I don't know. You run into that number a lot. You know,
1: the, and also some of the enemies can actually stun you, and you get to sit there and get mauled unless you use potions. Mm-hmm. You just take a beating. Now. The monsters are tough, but you'll also run across terrain that hurts you in the form of, like, bone chips,
0: bone fragments on the ground. Yeah, so you don't want to walk over the bones, and there's bones everywhere. This is a very deadly world, and it's also a world where they dispose of their dead in sort of mask, metal open-air graveyards. <laughs> I like to it's lay where they drop, yeah. you know. But now, with all that said,
1: you would think a game like this, a 2D game where you're scrolling around, would be kind of like, uh, eh, not that big a deal, but actually... It, the, the guy that put this together, the kid, he, this guy could put together a level. The first level, you really feel like you're exploring. It's a huge level. And there are different parts of it that you have to journey to. Mm-hmm. There's an area like, that's un- it's almost like, it feels like it's underground in a cave. It's full of bone fragments. And what they'll do is have you go, You'll you can decide. Do I want to go through all these mudbricks to get what's over there? Is it worth it? Because they they knock your health up bad, right? Worth and,
0: and it's a pressure luck sort of thing because what you see over there is you see some potions. And potions can be good, but potions can also be poison. Yeah. So, now, the good news about this game is that it's not procedurally generated. So, whenever there's a a poison somewhere, you can remember, okay, next time I play this, I'm not going to collect that thing and go through the boneyard. Oh, good tip, Boat. I hadn't thought
1: about that. And sometimes there'll be rings. Sometimes there'll be more stuff back in there. You'll also come across these areas that I guess are sort of like the monster generators in Gauntlet, because that's where monsters come from. And you can't really do anything about it, but they don't spew forth like they're doing Gauntlet. Yeah. It's like occasional. But just on the first level alone, there's the underground area. There's another, like, sub area. There's a temple. I mean, there's 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 decor mm-hmm. in this thing that you'll come across, which is fun. And you'll come across treasure and whatnot. And when you leave the first level, you'll actually go up this little flight of stairs, and that's when you, get, you, just, you go into the next area. And it... You know that's where the disc will load, and you'll go to the next area. And the next area looks totally different. Mm-hmm. It's the, the, the the tile set's different, and it, what differentiates uh, H this from something like Time Bandits is uh, it's that there's more like it feels more like a quest, and that felt like just a crazy uh, more arcadey type yeah. game. This actually makes you feel like you're having an adventure. Well, listen, know? I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you here. Be I think, real. I think this is a better game than Time Bandit. Me too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah me why, too. Why? Why the? It's it boggles the mind. Why number one, nobody talks about this game, and number two, why this guy didn't make game making a career? Yeah. If yeah. he was writing this kind of stuff in high school, I mean, he's talented. That's talent. I would assume that because of the late, uh, the late release
1: of this, that mm-hmm. probably has something to do with it. Because yeah. I mean, and look at us. We we had to really get to play it, but I mean, this this is a. Um, this is a triumph. Mm-hmm. It's something you wouldn't expect a, a, a your cocoa one, two, or three, which is 4K to pull off. Right, multi. I mean, this is your going, and I'm not comparing these, okay? But this you're going into the realm of like an over a map
0: like Ultima would have, well, here, the, or something like is, that. This is basically Skyrim for the cocoa. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. they, listen, I'm not going there, but it is it is fun, and it feels more like a D and D adventure, which mm-hmm. is which is I, I enjoy. Uh, Audio-wise, you hear clicking. That's pretty much it. So it, you know it didn't change the world in that department. You also hear your score click down when you you know on your health when mm-hmm. you You're really getting nailed, mm-hmm. but that's good because at least you know. Okay, I'm really getting slaughtered. Right, right. Here. it's time to move. I like all the added control elements. He does a lot of interesting stuff with the levels, like I mentioned that the way they're set up. It's hard to explain it on on, on a, a podcast, but when you play it, you'll understand. Stuff is hidden in plain sight, and you know and you don't know exactly how to get to certain areas but you know there's some way to get there how do i do it you start snooping around that's the fun of it and again i only got to level three so i don't have any idea what happens after that but i'm I'm, i have a feeling it's probably pretty odd
0: i would love for somebody like buck owens to run through this game and show us all the things that are going on here because uh, i'd love to see what the rest of these levels look like we should also mention this game allows you to pause in
1: game that's something you saw in every game, and you can also toggle the sound on and off as well. Yeah. So It was a very advanced game. Of course, this is 87. Maybe this stuff just hadn't been thought about in the earlier games, but, I mean, the, clearly this guy had played a few games before he put this together,
0: uh, Boaster. I didn't see any sort of reviews. Do we get any Discord action on this? Uh, yeah, we did. We got some Discord action on this one. I believe that we got a couple of reviews. We're going to start things off with... Uh, Exile in Paradise. Coco uh, Show VIP, he says, 9 out of 10 for fun. You want to think this is a gauntlet clone, but it's not. This is more of an open world adventure quest for the gym. Uh, there are many monsters and monsters spaw- spawning like gauntlet, but not the same mobbing, and the levels are more of a world. I'd never seen or heard of this before, and it's a shame. This is a great game with a lot of extras that set it apart from others. Not a lot on the sound and the scroll is not entirely smooth but the graphics are evocative of the world for just four colors. Lots of variety in trees and such help give you the feeling of exploring for example. The piles of bones everywhere give you the feeling you're exploring in the wrong places. <laughs> Definitely a game to come back to again and again. Well done. Mr. Dave 6309 writes 8.5 out of 10. Amazing games. I wish I would have heard of this in the 80s. Gameplay, perfect. Graphics, great. Interest level, high. Clearly someone knew what they were doing. If you haven't seen this game, you will be in for a pleasant surprise. Great animations and software sprites. pajaco 6502 finishes this up and he says, Wizard's Den is a hard game and it doesn't let up. The baddies come at you without end, and you can forget treading on Bones to get away. That will do you no good. Actually, the Bones thing is quite grueling psychologically, knowing you have to walk somewhere that will harm your character, especially when health is low. A little mix of Gauntlet and Gizburn's Castle, if you know your BBC Micro games. Graphics are really good for the Coco, and everything looks like what it is supposed to look like, and it all runs buttery smooth. It would be nice not to get stuck on scenery when you try to move close to trees and such, but a lot of games had that back then. I also got a little lost at times, so having a good level map in your head is needed. I like the status text, as for some reason I found seeing the words Poor Shape and Near Death connected me more with my character. Must play on the system, 8 out of 10. He's got a valid point there. Yeah, Yeah, I did feel like that. And also, he
1: mentioned getting stuck in the scenery. I will say, one of the downsides of this, and it happened to me once, just once. I got to a point where I couldn't move. I was stuck on the scenery, and I got a guy fight uh, attacking me, and I couldn't move through him. And so I just sat there and just got killed. Mm-hmm. So you have to be care a little bit careful. But again, it only happened to me one p- time in one place, uh, but not so bad. Yeah, it's hard to put this thing in a category, and or like say like I was thinking well, maybe it's a little bit like a venture, but it's really, I can't think of a game that's quite like this. I mean, it's 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 not as deep as something like an Ultima, but the look of it reminds me of, well, of the I'm, old Ultima. Again, games. I'm going
0: to say it again. If you take away the dungeons, this is exactly like walk around the overworld of the Legend of Zelda.
1: Yeah, and I will say one other thing uh, um, to just to uh, reiterate what you said. This is a top shelf title here. Yeah. This was a uh, one that I that I really enjoyed, and I spent a lot of time with it this week. And it's definitely one that I'm going to play on emulation so I can like save some points so I can try to get further because I'd like to see the ending. Mm-hmm. And if I do, I will uh, record that particular event. A good one,
0: Boat. Are you ready to take the plunge into the exciting world of the Tandy Color Computer? Have you tried emulation and found it to be confusing and unreliable? What the hell is BitPank? It's time to get yourself a real Cocoa and get yourself over to RetroRewind.ca get it out with everything you need to enter the Cocoa universe. The Cocoa SDC is the fastest, easiest way to jump into the Nirvana that is gaming on the Tandy Color Computer. The preloaded SD card is already included so just pop it in your Cocoa and away you go. Pick up your Cocoa SDC at RetroRewind and be sure to use the promo code AMIGOS10 to save 10% off the already low price. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for sponsoring The Cocoa Show. All right, Aaron, let's find out what we're playing next week. Dungeons.
1: Th- this one, I have I've never heard of until it came up. Mm-hmm. And this is a new, it's like 2018, I believe, title, mm-hmm. but if I'm mistaken, so we're going to be going uh, into the into the not-so-distant past here to play a cup. We have not played a ton of new homebrew. There's been some stuff in there from Nick, Nick mm-hmm. a few other guys. But
0: uh, this will be exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one big time. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, as always, for listening. And we'll see you next time. And until all the... <laughs> all hail. Elk Curtis Boyle. Oh. Um. The Coco Show is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash thecocoshow if you'd like to support the show and join our community.